Hey there, welcome into the latest edition of Chalk Talk from the Denver Pioneers as spring sports season has arrived in 2023 somehow and uh, pleased to get a chance to talk with you and along with the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, we're talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse. My name is Silent Ron. Coach, it's good to see you. Uh, it's much better to see you after Saturday, which was a whole bunch of fun at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, it's as you know, after all these years, I usually have... Uh, a few more gray hairs or a few more lines in my face, but thankfully that didn't come from Saturday's game. It might have come from last week's Monday through Friday practices, but uh, <laughs> Saturday's game was great. I'm so proud of our guys, mostly uh, just the way they played so disciplined and proud of my, my coaching staff. Uh, John Gallant, Matt Brown did an amazing job last week. I know uh, today Jack Thompson was honored as the Big East Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, fantastic performance in between the pipes for him. Ten saves, uh, only allowed four goals. And um, really, he was sort of the, the culmination of the defensive effort from your team. But I got to be honest, I was impressed by most everything. And season openers, it's really hard to do that, to put out a very impressive game number one. Even if you get a win, a lot of times there's so much stuff to nitpick. Um, coming out of a, a week of practice where maybe you were a little uh, scared going into to game number one, what do you feel like spurred that on Saturday to have such a disciplined uh, and really well-executed game against Utah? Oh, it's, it's funny. Go back a year when uh, Johns Hopkins came in for the scrimmage before our opener last year, and we really played well. Fast forward to 2023, we go to Johns Hopkins and really – didn't play very well. Um, you know, it was close. It was seven, six going into the fourth quarter. And I just, I was just, we weren't scoring. We were playing okay on defense, but even there it was, it was a mixed bag. And, uh, and so we had something to focus on. Uh, you know, I, I, I've said it a thousand times over my career, but I'm not a real believer that, that losing produces anything positive, but after, uh, 49 years of coaching, maybe I realized two weeks ago that losing produced uh, a good win for us on Saturday. So, uh, you know, I think it's a culmination of a lot of things. The kids got focused and, and were um, just ready to go. And we were all a little nervous. It's a, a final score of 12 to four on Saturday for the Pioneers who go to one and oh, and this week square off with the Air Force, a, a regional rival and a, you know, a short road trip. You don't get two straight home games out of the gate, but you get a home game and then a, a commuter trip. Um, but for this Utah game to be something that was not only performed very well on the defensive end, which is something that we were kind of, I don't want to say expecting, but we know how much the defense is considered to be a strength for your team. I felt like offensively uh, your guys performed really well. And one of the things that we discussed going into that game is the tendency for young guys, especially to get hesitant in those first big moments or to play you know, with a little bit of reluctance to step into the limelight, rip shots, try to score. Uh, there did not seem to be a lot of that hesitancy. Now you're led by a couple of veterans, JJ Silstrop and Noah Manning, each had three point games. Uh, but Michael Lampert comes along with a really good performance. Steven Avery, who hasn't played a ton so far in his career, uh, a couple of goals for him. Andrew Atchison with a couple of goals. Um, tell me about what you saw from the offensive side that seemed like sort of bred that confidence in the guys because they didn't come in looking like a young inexperienced group. Like we thought maybe was a, an issue. Yeah. Well, I think what we did see stems from what we didn't see and what we didn't see is Jack Hanna, Ethan Walker, and you can go back over the years of knowing who was going to get the ball when it was important. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, what that's, 
what that does is it kind of allows the, these guys who maybe had a little nervous madness to just move the ball, you know, if, and if that's what they do without a turnover, that's pretty good. And so, um, you know, I, it was some of the goals were, or some of the goal scorers would have been considered a surprise. And uh, certainly uh, it's something that we expect, you know, our, you know, we get our first goal from Ty Hussey. We get one later from Jack Tortolani, you know, these guys are juniors that have been waiting their turn. And, and thankfully, uh, thankfully, again, as a result of the Hopkins scrimmage where, you know, we didn't play very well. Um, it was, uh, uh, it, it was, really good and comforting to see those guys go out there and just do what they have to do. Nobody on our team is going to do any more than that. You know, certainly feel like uh, uh, the other, the other teams, you know, probably happy that, that we don't have Jack Hanna, but uh, they're, they're, they're going to have to look around and say, well, that guy can score too. And that guy can score too. So we'll see what happens, but proud of the effort. That's for sure. That was one of the things I was going to ask you. Maybe this is a, you know, a, a home radio guy trying to shoehorn a, a positive into the circumstance, but is there an advantage to the reality of when you don't have the one go-to person as of yet, as of the start of the season, no Jack Cannon, no Ethan Walker, no Connor Canizero, no, you know, some of the guys that we have known for the last several years, when you need a shot, when you need a goal, that's going to be the guy you try to get the ball to um, as a, as a coach, evaluating teams on the other side has that ever seemed like even more of a threat of oh there's six guys out there right now and any of them could take this shot no it's usually it's usually an afterthought after you lose to a team like that you know going in you kind of say oh you know that guy can't beat us that guy doesn't shoot real well that guy's only lefty that guy's only righty that guy's been sitting on the bench for five three years and so we have nothing to worry about and then after the game when you lose to a team like that you go ooh. They move the ball well. They're unselfish. They can all kind of score from a certain spots, you know. And so, um, you know, hopefully there'll be a lot of those uh, those thoughts as the season goes on. All right, Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about Air Force and what's coming up here uh, momentarily. I've, I've promised you that I'm not going to consistently ask you about this being your last season, and I know the, the people tuned in obviously know that. We're not going to talk about that. What I do want to talk about, though, is the offseason getting ready for this final season of yours and not so much in the standpoint of, well, it's your last season, but in the standpoint of, I imagine this felt like a much more normal offseason than the last couple. I know last year was mostly normal. The year before that, you throw everything out the window in 2021. Um, how has this 2023 team sort of come together? We were talking about a couple of years ago, the guys who are now juniors, they didn't even meet their senior teammates really until the season started. They all got to be on a sideline together and travel and all that. Uh, this 2023 group, tell us about just sort of the, the personality, the identity, and how they've come together before the start of this year. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great question, and I give all the credit in the world again to, you know, uh, to Matt Brown and really bringing this this thing together, which is what we call our you know the pioneer culture. Add to that four phenomenal captains, you know, uh, just. Uh, Jake Edinger, Alex Stathakis, uh, Adam Hangland, and Jack Benedetto have brought that culture back. And it started for the first time on day one of freshmen showing up on campus where we helped move in again and helped, you know, be at my house at the freshman picnic and meeting the parents and having a post-game reception and, you know, just, just 
it all kind of being, as you said, normal again, which, uh, you know, when you're coached by me, it might not ever seem normal, but uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's just one of those situations where I, I said to Helen the other day, I can't believe that three years ago already, we shut this thing down on March 12th or whatever it was, you know, and, uh, and so uh, I think that that normalness coming back now has, has really comforted everybody, uh, our recruits, our freshmen, our sophomores to say, yeah, this is what Denver lacrosse is. And then hopefully we continue to, uh, to play pretty well and, and, and continue to show that on the field as well. All right, Coach. Well, let's talk about what is coming up uh, for your guys. You get a chance now to hit the road for the first time. Like I said, not a you know a traditional road trip, I guess, with this one being so short uh, down I-25. But you'll hit uh, Colorado Springs coming up on Saturday and take on the Air Force Falcons. And um, this is an Air Force team that you know they've started the season 0-1, but that's a loss on the road at Ohio State. There's a lot of people who are going to drop games uh, at Ohio State, the number 11 team in the country. Uh, Bill Wilson and his team. You know, we know they're going to play disciplined. They were above 500 last year at eight and seven. What stands out to you about Air Force going into this matchup this year? Well, it's it's funny. You mentioned the word discipline. You know, Coach Wilson coached with me at Princeton for a year, and uh, I know what he's all about. He knows what I'm, we're all about. And uh, those kids, uh, you know, you, you don't want to generalize about every kid who goes to the Air Force Academy. But I'll tell you what, there's there's something special about a young man who, who goes to a, a military academy. So you know kind of what you're going to get from a lacrosse standpoint. Uh, they just, I thought against Ohio State, they just had a couple of bad breaks. They are big, they're strong, they're well-disciplined. John Thompson, who coaches their offense, is a phenomenal coach. Um, and so this is, uh, and, you know, this is, this is a team that, uh, as you said, kind of as close to a cross-town rival that we can have. It's the only game, and it only happens every two years, where we, we travel in a bus you know, and drive down, you know, 25 there and for, for an hour or whatever it takes. And um, so you have to, you have to make sure that you're on guard. You have to make sure that you, uh, you take that, that these rivalries mean something and it's good that it does. You have your opener, that means something. Now you have your, you know, traditional rivalry with Air Force, that means something. And as the year goes on, if you ever get to games that don't mean anything, you know, that's when you got to be really careful, but uh, they're big, they're strong. They got some really good guys who can shoot the ball. They're always physical on defense. And so uh, it's going to be a challenge. I remember uh, one of the last normal games we did before the shutdown was that road opener at Air Force in 2020. And uh, you get a win there. And um, that's, it's weird thinking back on those final few weeks uh, before the shutdown, but uh, now, knowing that there is a, a season in front of you in which your guys really have a lot on the table and especially showcased on Saturday what they are able to do uh, when they're playing well, what do you want to see in the progression from game one to game two, what they did well against Utah to take forward against Air Force uh, and sort of the next steps for the things that you want to see develop a little bit more from what you saw against Utah? Uh, the develop is the exact word that we talk about, you know, uh, you know, coaches always says, well, you know, it's the journey that matters. So we got to improve by week by week. And that's all true, you know, but we made a lot of mistakes against Utah. And, and, you know, and as we told the guys yesterday in practice, this is, this is uh, getting better from the mistakes we made against Utah 
and you mentioned it on top of the show is, uh, you know, JT bailed us out. He made a couple of ridiculous saves. And so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, instead of being up eight, four, nine, four, 10, four, maybe that's eight, six, eight, seven. Now you got the, 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 the tightness goes and uh, you know, we've, we're going to have to pro probably this week live through some tightness and, and have to suck it up and have to rely on each other, maybe a little more than we did last week. Well, the Denver Pioneers on the road on Saturday at Air Force to take on the Falcons. That is a one o'clock start time. You can follow along at denverpioneers.com with the live stats and all of that. And uh, he's the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, uh, it was so good to get back out there on Saturday and uh, and get a chance to, to call another win. And we'll see you back here coming up uh, toward the end of the month for Merrimack on the 25th. Thanks, Tyler. Wrapping up this edition of Chalk Talk. We'll talk to you next time for the Denver Pioneers.